0: Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, and life in a northern town. You'll find show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. You can leave a comment, you can sign up for my patron site, you can purchase a virtual cup of coffee, or even sign up for the newsletter. Come back weekly and we'll chat. My name is Vicki. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, everybody. It's April 23rd. And yes, we are about six weeks into the stay at home order in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. I am saying all that for people in the future who want to come back and listen to this program and go, what was the stay at home orders all about? 6 weeks yes we've been staying at home minimal interaction with people out in the community i've been working from home and i have to say i really like working from home um when things slowly start opening back up i'm kind of hoping i get to work at home for many of the days and not have to go to the office for a lot of it i don't mind working from home at all i don't i kind of like it but the flip side of all of that is what do i miss don't miss a whole lot of grocery shopping. No, I miss shopping with my husband. We would go together. It was kind of our weekly date. Sometimes we'd get lunch and then go grocery shopping, kind of make a, a positive thing out of something we both didn't enjoy doing. And um, But I don't miss the grocery shopping part. In fact, I could send the list and send him to the store <laughs> forever and um, not miss the grocery shopping part. Um, other than that, I just miss getting out of the house a little bit. If it were nicer weather, it'd be great to walk around the neighborhood on the trails. That's part of the Rails to Trails program and they have it all nice and um, covered with gravel and it's easy to walk on and flat. It, yeah, but it's been like, up to 50 mile an hour wind gusts this week and snow yes it snowed again it's been not good for outdoor walking and this is why i can't have a exercise program based in walking for cardio so i'm gonna have to come up with something else if this were long-term I would have to come up with like a bike or some sort of a machine in the house because the gyms are closed. Um, And I haven't been to the gym and I'm not sure I want to go back to the gym, even if it survives this, um, the economic thing because of germs. Are you like me? This has triggered the germaphobe in me that's been always bubbling under the surface. But like, uh, yeah, going out in the community, I want to come back and like burn my clothes and shower and I don't. Okay, I don't. People, it's 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 in my brain. It it triggers this uh, germaphobe thing every time you're around somebody who clears their throat or has a little bit of a cough you know I feel like I want to just go put three masks on their face but so far so good humor aside um, nobody in my family has been ill or having any problems um, you know I had a little bit of a cold and didn't feel great over the weekend but it's just I think run-of-the-mill allergies and a cold that was going around but it also starts to make people really start thinking and be anxious about, well, is this it? I mean, I know a lot of people in our community, I know several people personally who've been sick, but they're doing well. And we have a couple of people who are not in our community. So we're going to continue to pray for them. But Overall, what does that, all of this mean? Um, absolutely nothing. It's bringing a whole lot of nothingness, <laughs> right? I mean, I'm not going anywhere, I'm not doing much of anything, and I feel like I'm not getting anything done. That's what disruption of the routine has done for me. Now, the good news is, is our governor has made uh, headspace for Michigan available. And I think headspace, um, headspace dot com has a lot of pandemic types of meditations and sleep um, music and things like that for free. So I've been doing those um, using the free program and I really like it. I think the guy does a very nice job. So that's headspace.com. But it also helps me to bring back reality because when I'm home all the time, I feel like I just am not getting anything done. Even when I'm working, it's like, I'm at home and I'm plinking around on the computer and I'm answering phone calls and I'm doing all the things that I do and doing research and, you know, making sure everybody's medications are on time. But the doctors don't need me as much. So they're doing um, their virtual med reviews. So I'm not as much a part of their day. So it just is different. The routine is different. So I have really had to look at my list, I have to keep a log of my day for work and what I'm doing. And, and it helps also helps me to go back and read it and look at, you know, I really have been doing quite a bit. You know, there's not a whole lot of downtime. And when there is downtime, I'm doing my required continuing education which is always boring. And that makes you feel like you're not getting anything done either because it's just sitting around listening to videos, watch, you know, listening and watching videos and taking tests. And, you know, it's, it's it's not super exciting stuff. So the other thing that I have been doing is really documenting everything that I have been making on my time off of work. And because I feel like I'm not getting anything done but then when I start to look at what did I do this week because you know you're not leaving home and I'm doing a lot more sitting on my butt watching tv in the evenings and um, just just the disruption of the routine it's a mental thing I realized since the last podcast I have made several dear Jane blocks I am up to block number 14 I made a YouTube video about the Dear Jane blocks. I bought the new Electric Quilt Dear Jane add-on. Now, I was really disappointed when I started this Dear Jane quilt because the Electric Quilt add-on had been discontinued. And I did not know that they were coming out with a new one. And I was using the free program that SusanGatewood.net has. And it's a good program. Paper piecing program, but the electric quilter um, program works with my old computer better. It also gives you options, like if I do you want a paper piece, do you want to hand piece, do you want a foundation um, English paper piece? So it gives you several options. And I've ran into three blocks currently that are really hard, and they're uh, actually Drunkard's Path, and they they need to be hand pieced and have templates. So I'm really enjoying using the Electric Quilter. It's also on a phenomenal sale. I think I got the the add-on. You have to have Electric Quilter 8. I'm just saying that part because this won't work for you if you don't have EQ8. You can of course upgrade for a, a small fee, but the program is only like $32 with tax. You can download it instantly to your computer and It has this great progress tool where you take actual pictures of your block and you pop it into the place in the program where the block is originally in Dear Jane's quilt. So I have that done and I mastered this week all of the pictures and putting them in the program. It really doesn't take much, but I was missing a really important step, reading all the words. you know, in my ADHD brain, on a screen, which is not always best for me. If I'm going to do a lot of reading, it's easier for me to read um, paper documents. So I found it um, that Electric Quilter has YouTube videos on how to use this add-on. And it was a seven or eight minute video. And bam, after hours of plinking around and reading the directions, I am definitely an audio visual learner. And I got it. Going so that's all caught up. I love the tool. So, anyway, you can get the Dear Jane add on for a very little price until the end of the month, and then I think it's going up about 30%. So, you have a week to look at it um, and see if it will work for you. If you want to jump in on the Dear Jane, I love making the Dear Jane, and so. A couple of other people I know on the internet are too. It's a quilt that's really hard, and it's forcing me to stay mindful while I'm making it. And I'm making lots of mistakes. And I'm having to take them apart, but it's also forcing me to get excited and learn things. But then, when I have a little bit of <clears throat> stress from the to making the blocks, because sometimes you know you get stressed, then I go to something simpler. So this week, I made two tote bags. I had just enough heavy-duty canvas to make two bags for um, two nurses that are in my department who have been doing some um, covering of going out in the community for me um, during this time. And what I did was I made the bag, a simple, handled, open-top tote bag, and then I applicate, I know I appliqued some orphan blocks, the two orphan blocks from last year that I put interfacing on it. You know, iron it on to make it real stiff because the fabric of the canvas is stiff. And then I um, blanket stitched it right on the front of the of the canvas bag before I assembled the whole thing. I put it on first, and then I lined it with this really cute um, ladybug cotton and it's really super cute so the 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 canvas is the color of a yellow school bus i know it's so bright (laughs) but i think what's so fun about the bright bag is that i put some really fun blocks on the front like one of them is the uh it's it's a really sweet um riley blake fabric with the red white and blue star on it but in the corners in the white is a floral fabric with yellow in it. And so that brings the yellow in. And the other bag, I made a block that was a free block from Moda Bake Shops. Um, their quilt along last summer. Kristen Nesser designed this block. And it's on point with a pinwheel in the middle. And the rest of the block looks like there's a square within a square on point. And it has yellow in the center so that yellow brings in the yellow of the tote bag so it was those are simple projects because the blocks were already done all I had to do was put them together and that was super fun so I've been kind of procrastinating because I promised these ladies bags for covering for me over Christmas and some of the things last year and if you remember um, this kind of a uh, embarrassing story, but we didn't have a lot of money at the Christmas time, and so we have this big um, nurses. This is like the second or third party in December, and it was a uh, uh, an exchange, and and it wound, winds up being very expensive, and people are buying gifts that go well over the budget, and I took something small in. And yeah, it just didn't even meet up. I mean, I stayed within the rules, but I don't remember what I took in, but it it was just pitiful compared to what everybody else brought in. And that's why I hate these kinds of things because I followed the rules. Oh, I know. I made a handmade gift. I made a, a plaque with my Cricut and um, tea towels and everybody else brought in like $50 worth of um, very lavish gifts with uh, wine and crackers and you know you know spa things and mine was kind of kitschy and anyway you could tell it was the the game where people steal the best bag of of goodies and um, yeah mine was mine's never picked ever ever so anyway my the nurse who got it was the nurse who works with me and then I promised her a tote bag because her gift was so small and then here we are it's april and so both nurses in that office got tote bags because they both work really hard and help me out a lot i wanted to do these bags at christmas time last year and i didn't i don't know what happened i just ran out of time i ran out of motivation. And, and then I started procrastinating, and it was needling me in the back of my mind since Christmas time, all the way to April, and I finally went, listen, Vicki, you are complaining that you, in your brain, you're complaining to yourself that you're not getting anything done, and the dear Janes are tedious little blocks that take a long time, so let's do something big and easy without starting a new quilt, and I went, well, I promised those two tote bags, so that is... Is what I did this week. I started checking off the list all the things that I have been putting off. I've also got myself down to one more quilt to bind and you know I'm not a big fan of sewing the bindings on. I don't mind the hand stitching after it's sewn on the front because um, that's the method I use. But I am down to the last big quilt and I'm going to work on that over the weekend then I can look at the stack of I think I only have two quilts two quilt for myself and no customer quilts and I you know what I kind of like not having a lot of customer quilts I am not sure that I'm going to go back to advertising and really wanting a lot of customer quilts um, because it becomes stressful in a time management crunch when I work outside the home And I may pick up my um, business cards from the quilt shop when she opens back up to the public. I'm really thinking about that. I don't mind doing some long arming occasionally for friends, but hustling uh, customers all the time and then working 12 hour days. I've done that a lot over the last decade since we've owned the long arm, working before work and after work. That's one thing I have learned that, quote, not getting anything done really... The insight for the week is I'm not working 12-hour days, five and six days a week. And maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I am just need to back off and work more on my own creativity projects and not get upset because I'm working on other things that are taking up a lot of time. Now, I don't mind keeping my hand in doing a few quilts here and there for friends. I don't mind even doing t-shirt quilts because I'm working on that's the other thing I worked on this week. It is It's just one of those things where when you have a stack of 10 or 15 staring at you and you only have a couple of hours a day to work on them, it, it does start to weigh on you, kind of like those tote bags. You know, weighed on my brain for five, six months that I didn't get them done. And um, and so I need to just look at my overachieving can get... you can get you in trouble if you're an overachiever i like to check the boxes and i like to um look at that dear jane thing with all the little squares filling in and i really really do enjoy that <laughs> and then i think you know part of uh, being an empty nester and, and in is that you know i'm not doing running and doing as much so i fill that up with excessive noise um uh, projects you know like all the handwork and all the things that I'm kind of stuck on so that brings me around I'm just gonna keep plugging away at the dear Jane Um, I am playing around with the idea of starting a scrappy trip around the world I've never done that and I've got lots of different fabrics um, in the stash now and I think this would be a good time to work on something like that The other thing is, I don't know if I want to do a scrappy trip or if I want to do a true trip around the world where I think I want to do an actual true trip around the world, not the scrappy trips, which is kind of a cheating way of doing it because it's not one big quilt that just has lots of rounds on it. It's lots of little trip around the world blocks that you put together. So I'm thinking about doing that as a goal this year. And um, I also have an improv quilt in the back of my mind that I want to work on. So those are the only two for the rest of the year. And quite honestly, if I do the quilt from start to finish, that will be plenty. That'll be plenty of quilt projects to, to have in my mind. I'm also really glad that I got bogged down this winter on projects and I didn't spend a lot of money um, entering quilts into contests because, um, you know, most of them are not happening right now. And I'm okay with that. Um, not gathering for the summer is okay. Our our festivals up north are canceling already over the summer, and our local Alpenfest in Gaylord has canceled. I um I I'm not real sad about it because it really is a sacrifice for the neighborhood with the traffic and all the problems. And this is going to be like a 1970s summer, and so that has made me very very nostalgic I really feel like I'm going back to my childhood in a very simple time even though I have the internet and I'm streaming games and watching you know videos and I'm watching um, I'm continuing to watch binge watch time team which a lot of them are from the 90s into the more recent 2000 show but I You know, it's just been kind of fun reliving these memories. I found a couple of Facebook groups about being a Gen X. And I also found some Pinterest boards. And it's just so much fun. Fun to see what people enjoyed and remembered, you know, from our youth. You know, toys we played with and Atari and the shows. Oh my gosh, some of the shows I totally forgot. Now, this is something my husband and I do a lot because we both graduated from the same class at school and we know the same people and we watched a lot of the same shows and we get the references to the 80s, but it cracks me up, you know, of all the things. you know we say that you know other people don't get because (laughs) we're old now it's just hilarious so so it's fun and it's been a great time of reflection and actually trying to reassessed, you know where i want to go with things and um reliving some really fun memories of the 80s like oh my gosh some of the things that i used to like i i tried to watch a couple of the shows you ever done this tried to go back and watch some of the shows now that we have the technology on things that i enjoyed back then i'm like man this does not this does not hold up why did we watch this you know things like some of the soap operas and oh but i do miss things like when mtv was out and they actually played music videos and i know we can get um youtube videos and watch you know kind of but It's not the same because then I have to think of a programming and I have to make us or I have to make my favorite set list, which I have. And then it just, you know, I just liked the pre-programmed. You turn it on, listen to the music, and then you can watch the videos and not have to think about programming a list or the random things on YouTube every once in a while. It goes off of like a music. If I want to watch music videos and just leave it there. I can't get it to stay on music. It'll start playing other things that I like. And so, I don't know. Maybe I just, I don't know what I'm doing. See, obviously. So, that I miss MTV. I miss some of the um, water cooler shows, we used to call them. You know, things where everybody watched it. Because there were only three, four, five, six shows that you could watch. And everybody watched. And then you would talk about it the next day and like Murphy Brown and um you know friends was more in the 90s but you know things you know from my childhood where you watched it everybody watched it everybody talked about it and there was this collective culture um face to face you know where everyone talked about you know oh yeah the show they did this I was surprised I figured that would happen or they took a twist that no one ever thought you know this collective community I guess is what I'm trying to say and I kind of missed that and it's kind of sad that um Usually takes you know weddings and funerals to get people together and you know I feel that way about it took a pandemic for me to really get jostled in my brain that I do kind of miss um, the local community of and friends. Of face to face people. I talk to a lot of people virtually, but I'm kind of missing actually um, seeing people. So I'm looking forward to going to lunch and I'm looking forward to, you know, getting together and having chats with people face to face. And I think that will be lots and lots of fun. So I also miss the uh, original Atari. We played games like Frogger and Pitfall. I was no good at Pong and I was no good at some of the other fast games, but yeah, I miss some of those things. So what am I doing now? Um, well, I've replaced that with uh, phone games like, you know, Solitaire and the phone version of Animal Crossing. I've been playing those. Um, some puzzle games. Um, continuing to watch Time Team and stream the shows. They're also a little nostalgic because the a lot of the ones I've watched recently are from the 90s. So that would be, you know, time of my early adulthood and the fashions and, you know... It's, it's fun, but I like that show because it's about archaeology and history and I've learned it's a great way to learn a lot of things on a subject I didn't know a lot about because it was exceptionally dry for me in high school. Um, you know, and then I just really need to focus this week of resetting the button of not thinking that I'm being lazy because I'm at home and not doing a lot of exercise I've ordered an exercise gadget. I'll talk about more when it gets here. And I've actually tried it. Trying to get some paces in around the house. So that's the thing at work. We have really long hallways. And I was getting in a mile minimum of walking. Specifically to get up every hour and walk and move. And I miss um, that. So uh, I'm going to stick a hat on today. And brave the wind. And try to get in a mile of walking. And getting back to building up to two miles of walking a day plus some of the strength training that I want to do. But you know that's what this is all about right now is the sacrifice and the disruption of routine and trying to figure out a way for my mental strength to stay there because this is a long-term mental game for me. I don't know about you but it's more about being mentally tough and getting through not doing the things that I normally do. Um, I've found people that I've become very bonded with, um, people that I know in real life and that we're speaking virtually, friends, peers. I've also found some people that I was shocked at some of their their ideas about the pandemic not being real yes there are people out there who think that and you know I can't um those are people I'm not going to continue to invest time in because um I just that just breaks my heart and um So yeah, it's been good of bonding with people and sorting out the people that um, I'll be friendly with and polite to, but maybe not invest all of my relationship energy in and finding out that I am actually good at being home a lot. What I miss is getting out and doing things and I miss going out to eat. So I'm looking forward to that. And I'm also having a little extra time on my hands so it's been super fun of being nostalgia nostalgic and looking at what makes me as quintessentially a gen xer and all of the things from my youth and what Also being in that middle sandwich generation means as a Gen Xer between my boomer parents, you know, who have done a great job, but there are a lot of baby boomers out there and they're kind of leaning on us a lot to help get through. My parents live three hours away, so I can't see them. You know, my sister lives next door. She can't see them either, but at least she's there if something happens versus also of uh, the generation behind us, the, the millennials and zennials who outnumber us by quite a bit, who are also leaning on us for a lot of strength and um, experience because they don't have a lot of life experience yet. I don't know about you, but I do feel that sandwiched generation thing right now. Um, I also feel the stress of not... Yeah, it was just kind of like being a Gen Xer, we are used to, um, <laughs> we're used to a lot of things. And um, you know, the isolation part is not been, amongst my Gen X peers, it's not been that difficult. You know, we're the latchkey generation, you know, our parents worked both Both my parents always worked. So there was lots of time at home being by yourself and filling your days and being responsible for the things you have to do. My kids are the same way, you know, so being alone or being isolated, quote unquote, you know, hasn't been hard. Um, But what's funny is, as a Gen Xer, is it just kind of bring this, this has brought up a whole lot of these thoughts about being a Gen Xer and being a Gen X woman between two different generations who have very, very different ways of thinking about life, and especially during times of crisis. So I've thought a lot about it. I've done a lot of writing about it that's probably not for public consumption. But it's just interesting, you know, is that we all have a very generationally and culturally different way of viewing coping and um, assimilating all of this into how are we going to make our life work so i'm lucky that my baby boomer parents are taking this seriously they're not being the rebellious teenager um, baby boomers where some of my friend's parents are and they're running around the universe and they don't care My parents are very seriously trying to um, socially distance and so are my kids. But at the same time, you know, people have jobs and people have lives that have to be lived. And sicknesses and health and problems and we've had deaths in the family and we've had, you know, just all of these things have been made more um, difficult. But it's also become generationally very, very clear how we all are dealing with it in a different way. And speaking of generations, um, the the other hobby that we restarted um, this last month is um, ancestry. And so I've been going back through and that's also probably been part of the wave of nostalgia is my dad and I, especially my husband's doing his side of the family, have been working on um, via the internet because he's three hours away of looking at all of the things that you can find about your family and looking at pictures and posting pictures and finding articles and surprises and, and being very real. Um, I remember, great grandmothers. And I remember their stories about their parents. So I have a lot of collective um, memories about a lot of people. So it gets very interesting going back into the 1800s and reading newspaper articles and obituaries about the people See, to me, it's not necessarily that they're um, necessarily my relative and that I'm concerned that I'm related to kings and queens and, um, you know, presidents and movie stars. It's just, it's finding, you know, the humanity and the stories of the people. And, you know, people coming over from an old country, you know, mine is England, and Moving, you know, England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, and coming to America and following their story, of you know why did they come over and where did they settle and the hardships or the people who were very successful. So it's been that's also another hobby of mine. It's been very cool. Kind of goes with my interest of archaeology and Time Team. So everybody have a most wonderful day. I'm going to um, go to work now. I'm going to fire up my other computer for work and jump in on the first um, meeting of the day, which is we use Skype um, where I work, you know, Skype for business and um, people have been using Zoom and I don't know about you, I'm so sick of using them group meetings like that. However, I would rather do Skype than real life meetings every day of about 20 or 30 people, right? But yeah, I'm getting sick of Skype and Zoom. Um, So maybe I'm not, I don't say I miss meetings because I don't because I can do other things like color and doodle and make lists and whatever during meetings. But because when you're there face-to-face you really can't. But overall um, I'm sick. That is one thing I'm super sick of um, in the technology department. So let me know what is something that you are looking forward to that you miss right now. Um, something that you're getting really sick of um, being in self-isolation and you can always join and tell, do a show and tell and tell me what's happening in your life on the my. Creative Corner 3 Facebook group. Um, I'm also doing YouTube on Vicki Holloway. I hope to add more videos over the next month. And as a patron, I did not do a extra content for April. Um, I realized that yesterday and April's almost over. So I'm going to have to Um, say I'm sorry that I didn't get the extra content done for patrons but I love you and I appreciate all of your support and I will do uh, extra special content beginning of May. So you can be a patron you can also do a one-time virtual cup of coffee which I have some regular um, coffee buyers and I thank you very very much and you can purchase those in my Etsy shop my creative corner three all of these things you can find on my website and blog mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com I am thrilled to be able to work from home and continue my income and social distancing uh, is intact. Let me know how you're doing and be creative. Quilt on everyone.